Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Molly. And this is Home is Where the Murder Is. Oh, gosh. We're, we're running out of things to do here. We might have to, you know, sing in harmony one time. Home is where the murder Oh, I don't want to hear what that sounds like. I no, do. thank you. No, thank I already, you. I already hit the record button. That's live. That's happening. Boo. Just like my coughing and my stuffy nose. I wonder if I'll ever record again with my normal voice. Oh, one day, and it'll be glorious. So. Yeah. Hi. Oh, well, hey there. So... I have something to say. What? I love the game Monopoly Go. Okay. And I want everyone to play it, and I want everyone to be my friend on it. So I have it on my phone, and I've, I've played it, and I have no idea what's going on You with don't, it. and that's the best part about it, but it's it's the best game ever. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what's happening on it, so. I, I just think it's funny that people keep trying to, like, knock down my buildings, and it's like, you're not going to, because I'm so on top of it. Is that our client texting? Yeah. I just think it's funny. We, we're actually real estating today, guys. We are. We do it all. Yeah. Multitasking. So we can record murder and sell a house, which reminds me to tell you, if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, we do do that. We do that all the time. All the time. Like, all the time. We're not recording murder. That's what we're doing. So. Or even while we are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, today, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so, you know, they always reach out to us. If you, Even if you live in another state, we are exactly what you need for real estate. Yeah. We're, we can, and, if, and even if you're not in our state, we can help connect you with other people too. Yeah. And I have, in fact, actually, a friend of mine is looking to buy a house in Belize. And I'm hooking her up with a realtor out in Belize right now. So can you Belize that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, you, did you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Any updates from you? Oh, it's going to be nice. Oh, I don't know, actually. The no. weather is kind of getting better, though. But overall, it's been getting better. We were in like sub zero temperatures in January yep, for a bit. It sucked. So February was better. Um, Hopefully, March is going to be even getting better. Because the it's thing about Wisconsin, to. let me tell you something. You can think you're on the upswing. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you get a blizzard. So it's very unpredictable. But it, it's been getting, staying lighter out longer, yeah, which, which is, is great. Nice. Yeah. We need that in our life right now. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, we're the, hopefully spring is actually coming because I think that we all kind of need that. I feel like we're all kind of in that, um, like, I don't know. We're like in that like bubble of like not depression, like seasonal it's depression. It's seasonal blues. It's a seasonal yeah. blues where you're just kind of like, oh my we gosh, just want it to go away. You want it to go away. You want to get outside. You yeah. want to do things, and but there's just not as much to do outside right now. Well, you know what's crazy? What we just had recently. So for the first time ever in Wisconsin's history, we had a tornado hit. We did. It was at F two mm-hmm. and um it hit r- not right in our area right outside of mount horeb in evansville wisconsin yeah um uh no one was killed there were some injuries but it knocked uh, it totaled 30 houses yeah so and that was just crazy and i was in milwaukee we, yeah. that night and we had ha- lightning and thunder and hail we were Even, talking on the phone we when were, that um, storm was going on molly was telling me she's like all right this is what we have now it's coming towards you and sure enough, I went and looked outside, and I'd also gotten my hair done that day, 
and walked out of the hair salon and it was so windy that i thought my weave was my white girl weave was gonna fly out <laughs> it's gonna twirl away yep. it's gonna take her up and i have extensions in and i walked out and i was like ah like i was like i gotta walk back in and get her to recurl my hair because yeah but it was crazy um and i was like wow i haven't felt that wind since like the last time we had tornado warnings and sure as shit all of a sudden my phone goes oh there's a tornado warning from yeah. milwaukee county and i'm like it's early february like we just found out the groundhog said it was gonna be an early spring this is a little much yeah so but it it was that was crazy i ended up getting hail damage to my roof again add it on pile that right on i had to make another insurance claim i'm like god damn it because it leaked did i tell you that yeah it leaked in three different spots in my living room i was like this is just i hold something that robin is passionate about is roofs you guys i a roof is so important. It is the, the head of your home and you have to protect it. Just like What are when, the gutters then? The eyelashes? There's those are the tear ducts. Okay. Come on. Okay. So the, the eyelashes are like they're they're the eyelashes are the uh, the shutters on the windows. Okay, great. So thank you for asking. Okay. Um so anyway, but like I hate driving around town looking at the houses that I've sold, telling people I sold that house, which by the way, if you're a realtor, you do it. You know, you've ridden with me in a car and yeah. I'll be like, we'll be going down the street. I'm like, hey, guess what? I sold that house. I'm like, cool. Or like, hey, guess what? I, I showed that house. Cool. Like, always. And cool. no, and people love it. Yeah. Sure. People love riding with me. You know what my favorite sure. part is when I ride with a realtor friend of mine and they do it too. And we yeah. just have this great time of like, look at all the houses we've sold. Look at us. But like, I hate doing that when I'm out having a nice time, you know, gloating. And I see an ugly roof with, with the shingles coming up, missing shingles. Like, you guys... It's going to cause mold in your attic. It's you're going to get water into your into your home, and it just happened to me. Yeah, I, and I, I, there was no stopping it. All it was raining so freaking hard, and it was just pouring into my living room. And I'm looking up, and I'm like, "Where the hell is that even coming from?" Right. So, uh, yeah, I gotta get that. But I already have a new roof coming, and getting put on. But this was a the back roof. That's it's a different type of roof. So I, they, my, the roof company wasn't going to do anything because there was nothing wrong with it. Now there is. There is very much something wrong with it. Right. So now I have that on my to-do list and it's like never ending. Homeownership sucks. Don't do it. But also buy a house from us. Yeah. Okay. And that we'll make sure that roof is good or we'll check it. We'll get that yeah, checked so just for you. Just take care of your roofs, you guys. And I know that sometimes the money is tight and everything, but you know, home equity line of credit, there's payment plans out there. Don't fuck around on a roof. Yeah, roofs are important they are if you learn anything from robin mm-hmm. let it be that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also windows are real important too i need new windows on my house too yeah and i have a huge issue with the fact that i'm going to do all this work and then i'm going to sell the damn thing and then i'm not even going to get to enjoy it yeah but it is what it is i gotta yeah. get out. i gotta get out of milwaukee it's it's a bit dangerous i'm there. not a fan yeah so eh. it's okay it's fine i like my neighbors my neighborhoods are great my neighborhood is great but yeah I don't like Milwaukee. Just in general. The taxes are too high. The crime is too high. They just raised taxes there. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, our sales tax. Yeah. Just like I will not was buy it. Seven. Any- yeah. It's high now. It went from like 5.5, I think it was, to like seven something. Yeah. I will not buy anything in the city of Milwaukee anymore. No. Like, there goes all the damn businesses in Milwaukee. I guarantee That's you crazy. people stop shopping there. Like how dumb is our freaking government? Like let's. Hmm. We already have really high uh, income tax or uh, uh, housing taxes. Let's let's go ahead and just 
fuck the rest of the people but over. like seven something percent yeah. for sales tax yeah. is so high and like everything else in milwaukee's already expensive with yeah. the fact that like downtown is actually a pretty nice area yeah i mean you can get shot still because but, like i whatever. i've enjoyed like but like going in to downtown Forum yeah. and about a bucks game a yeah. concert and everything it's already super expensive to go there right and now on top of but like i've enjoyed yeah. like being in that area yeah. and like shopping and like going down in that area yeah. but like Third ward is, is great, but yeah. now you can't buy in the third ward anymore because you are going to be paying whatever you pay. You're going to end up paying another like twenty bucks for it because government, right? I don't understand that's it. That's what they should just change it to on the receipt. Government, government. It's ridiculous. I'm just so pissed off about yeah. it. This, Milwaukee, get your shit together. I'm telling you what. If I didn't have so many skeletons in my closet, I would run for mayor of Milwaukee. Absolutely, but I I would never get voted in because I have said and done some shit. Yeah, in my past. And yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what I've done, but I have done some things. But I am a wholesome, wonderful human being now, and I am running for Miss Wisconsin, and we are not going to talk about that anymore. And you are Miss Mount Horeb. Miss Mount Horeb, and I and I am. Yeah, there we are. Here not we are. Miss Mount Miss Milwaukee. No, not Miss Milwaukee. Miss Milwaukee did. Yeah, actually. I, I don't know. Actually, I don't think there is a Miss Milwaukee. No. I was hoping someone else would take that title, probably no. do a better job than I did. But yeah. it's easier for me to re- represent a town that I love. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love our town. <laughs> that, that makes a lot more mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. I love the people here. Yeah. I just love our town so much. Yep. I feel bad for anybody that's not been to our town. You need to come to Mount Horeb. Yeah. It is come the visit. Best town. It's Seriously. great. It's super fun. And we can introduce you to all of our friends and you will love them. Yep. Oh, good. Let's have a sleepover. <gasps> Girls night. Girls night. Anyway, so we have another murder from our live show today. Yay. This is Robin. This, this is what I did during the live show. So um, if you were at our live show, you do not have to listen to this. But do. But we want you to because maybe it'll change this time. And it helps our it um, numbers. We, yeah, we like our numbers to be good. Yeah. So, so we, even if you've heard it, maybe just have it playing and yeah. go do something else. You know what? Tell great. a friend. Tell a friend to listen. Yeah. Everybody tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be so great. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. You know what? In advance. You thank know you. What? I do that to my kids sometime, by the way. Oh. I'll be like, hey, guys, can you go do that for me? Thank you. They're like, why are you saying thank you? I'm like, because you're going to go do it. Actually, I know you do that. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> it, I've commented it on before about how you waste no time in letting someone respond to it. Yeah. So, like, my I laugh because I've seen you... I heard you and seen you say it to like Keaton. You're like, Keaton, can you go put that away real quick? Okay, thank you. Or yep. Keaton, could you go put on a movie in the in the playroom and we're gonna have dinner? Okay, thank you. And I'm and they look at you like they want to say no, like they're gonna. But go they do can't. Else. I've already thanked them. But they look at you like, okay, I don't have a choice in the matter. And right? I laugh because you've got it figured out. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's yeah. just really funny. Whereas like Matt and myself wait for a response. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't give them an option. There's no room for responding. No. Okay. They and don't then, get a choice. And then if they do try to say anything, you're just like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And then you walk away. Like, there's yeah. no room for that kid to be like, I know what I'm doing. Bottle mom? No? I have a lot of nights alone with them yeah. because of Matt working yeah. nights. So I know what I'm doing when I need to, like, get things done <laughs> when they need to do But it's funny, too, because you do things. it with Matt, too. You do, and I love it so much. Matt, same response. Need, Matt, I'm going to need you to get up, okay, and help with the kids, okay? Thank you. And then you walk out of the room, and I'm just like, sick. It's the exact same yeah. needs. I need yeah. him to do things, and I don't need a response. I don't need him to give me a different the response. Day you start doing it to me. 
Oh my gosh. No, you're good. You're I'm good. Saying, you don't do it to me. No. I've seen you do it to Matt and I've seen you do it to the kids. Well, they, I mean, they and need I it. And I love it. They though. need it. But it's so it's funny. Just, it's like, I always, at first when you started doing it, I was like, God, she's way too fucking nice to everybody. And now I'm like, no, that's a baller movie. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Thanks. Yeah. So keep up the good work. I will. Parenting. I will. Thank you. Parenting. If you ever need parenting <laughs> tips, go to Molly. Do not come to me. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. so Anyways. I'm going to tell a story today. What is it about? Do you about? have any more updates real quick? I mean, I don't really I don't know. think so. No. Oh, we got anything to talk about? Let's yeah. Let's get this over with. Let's do it. People I want to hear it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. So if you weren't at the live show, this is my story. What's the story about? <clears throat> oh, coughing. there's some coughing. Something, we will never hear another podcast without my cough it's a i hope year. everyone loves coughing they love it's my coughing they like they like it they that's what they come for every week yep. now once you're not coughing we're the just viewer, stop it's just gonna quit yeah we're gonna be done i love it okay all right so this is the murder of brad mcgarry are you ready all set to okay. go Brad Dennis McGarry was born on October 24th, 1973 in Cambridge, Ohio. He was raised by his mother, Trallis, in the town of Louisville, Ohio. Brad graduated high school and went on to Swiss Hills Vocational School, where he became a cosmopologist. God damn it, I did it again! <laughs> I did this during the live show, too. <laughs> cosmopologist is not a thing. That no. is a drink with an ist at the end. I, I fixed my one really bad. You did. What did I, you say? I, it, irrigation <laughs> irrigation instead, instead of, of interrogation. interrogation yeah but i fixed it you did i you did not i did not damn it and i'm looking right at it it does not say cosmopologist it doesn't huh but you know what what since i like cosmos does that make me a cosmopologist kind of okay yeah so he, what it is. he did not go to school to become a cosmopologist he went to school to become a cosmetologist oh different very different okay he then would go on to become a fun loving hairdresser in the Ohio Valley. However, his profession of choice wasn't cutting it when it came to paying the bills. Do you get it? Cutting it? Oh my gosh, I forgot about that too. I, I got that one. You did, the, and I, I forgot all about it. He was, yeah. It wasn't she cutting puts, it. She puts her fingers up and makes the like scissors. Like scissors. Remember with Full House? Cut it, it out. out. Yep. Okay. Anyway, so like many men in the area, Brad began working in the mines. In fact, he worked his way up to becoming a foreman and really began bringing in the dough. Can I just tell you one yeah. thing, too, about the mines? When you talked about the mines, the only thing I could picture in my head, do you know what I'm going to say? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that you went there, though. That's not what I Because was... every time I think of it, I go, I'm like, hi-ho, hi-ho. No. It's off. To... That's the vision I have when miners go to work. Okay. I like that. So mine is I'm thinking about the movie Zoolander when he's in the mines oh and he gosh, covers yes. himself in the in the in the coal. And then, he's like, Surprise! Yes. Oh my god. And then at that same time, eventually they look like monkeys. Yeah. And they're trying to get the files out of the yep. computer. So I just think of the movie Zoolander because he goes down in into the mines and he's like, Dad. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Okay, so we don't... Uh, yeah. Anyways. So, so, but I didn't want to say that during the live show and, like, stop the story to talk about Zoolander. Here, but here's okay. But here, I, I could bring that up. I love so it. So, anyways... You've been I, hanging on to that, have you? I haven't. So, I hope everyone knows that movie Zoolander. Classic movie. I love that movie. Zoolander. So good. And Snow White. Different. 
different movies a little bit different from one another but yeah there's a scene in Zoolander where he goes down to work in the mines because his modeling career I isn't cutting like it I feel like we need to watch that movie again it's been a while and it's that been is a, a long time that is a gem of it a is movie. so good so yeah anyways continue love it yeah now around here we don't have a lot of coal mining going on and if we do I don't know about it even so I think it's safe to say that we all know it is a dangerous career choice not only do you have to worry about falling down a pit, getting stuck in the mine, or getting blown up, but you also have to factor in the lasting effects of breathing in coal dust. Hence Molly's coughing earlier. The <coughs> dad got the. <coughs> <coughs> you remember that though? Yeah, but I like the way you do it. Dad. Like I kind of want you to do. That. I want to record it and have that be my text message tone. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Okay, good. Okay. It's said that coal dust can cause cancers, COPD, and other deadly breathing problems. So it's no wonder that coal miners get paid well because they deserve it. Yep. Now, life wasn't all sunshine and rainbows for Brad down in those mines. You see, Brad was an openly gay man, which was not the norm for coal miners. But he didn't let it derail him from making money, and he tolerated the shit comments from the other workers. Overall, people absolutely loved Brad. He was described as outgoing, happy, funny, and would do absolutely anything for anyone. An all-around wonderful man, and I tell you what, after reading his obituary and the comments left behind, I would want to have been a friend with him. Like, yeah. he sounded like just the most amazing person. Just Always like there. Fun like, guy, like, yep. just happy, and yeah. yeah. He was deeply loved by so many people. Which is why the events that unfolded on May 7th, 2017, left the entire community in shock. Let me take you there. Okay. So, if, if we must. And we must. We will. Brad's best friend, David Kinney, went over to Brad's house at 358 Wagner Avenue in Bel Air, Ohio, around 6.15 p.m. that night. Which, when I say it like that, 6.15 p.m. that night is the same thing. I could just say 6.15 p.m. I don't need to say 6.15 It's like one of those things. Yeah. Like a double. Double. Not double negative, but you know what I mean? Like it's like a repetitive. Redundant. Redundant. Yeah. That's what I am. I am redundant. But that's what he did. Yeah. He was going to drop off some weed killer that he told Brad he'd bring by. With him was his wife, Sherry, and her young daughter, his stepdaughter. Brad was pretty much family to them. They spent holidays together, went on vacations together, and their daughter referred to him as her uncle. So when they go to Brad's house, David immediately felt like something was wrong. He told his wife that the kitchen was a mess, and it looked like someone was looking for something. They entered and called out for Brad, but there was no response. They began looking for him, and that eventually led them to the basement. Not the basement. Nope, the basement. I don't like basement. Well, meeting. that's what I don't they being did. Led to the basement well, for reasons that I don't not like looking for like an old personal artifact, <laughs> like a yearbook. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, they began looking for him, and that eventually led them to the basement. Once downstairs. David immediately begins yelling and telling Sherry to call 911. That's when she and her daughter also saw what David had come across, and it was their best friend, Brad. He was lying face down in a pool of blood. Mm. Yeah. When law enforcement arrives, the family is outside and completely distraught. David is heard saying, I can't unsee that. I can't unsee that. Sherry was sobbing uncontrollably but trying to tell police what was going on. They eventually send their daughter next door to be with a neighbor while the officers begin to investigate. Here's what they saw upon entry. 
The basement is a garage and basement combination. There is stuff everywhere and it's very unorganized, but everything's stacked up in bins. It's just kind of like, yeah, not doesn't no rhyme or reason for it. It's a lot like my basement. I have bins, but they're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of people's basements are like that. And I always say, I'm like, I'm going to go through them someday. God, there's never that someday is never. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Officers immediately note that if there was a struggle, things would have been more knocked over. That was not the case, so they began to think that maybe this was a suicide. However, that theory is shot to hell because there's no gun next to the body. So they quickly realize they have a homicide on their hands and jump into action. First thing on the to-do list, canvas the neighborhood and see if anyone has cameras. However, at the time in 2017, those weren't as common as they are now. It turned out that the only one house on that block that had a camera just so happened to be the chief of police. Hmm. The Kitty family is eventually told that they can go home and get some rest. But how do you do something? How do you go home and just rest after spying I mean, that? you would probably be tired, I'm sure. But like to like actually rest, oh it, like it, it'd be a lot. Like yeah. go, I mean, you would just be up. But like you'd also want be wanting yeah. to help and do as much I as you could. I just can't even imagine how they were feeling. Yeah. To walk in with something so casual with here's weed killer. To be walking into something like that. It right. just baffles my mind. Yeah. And it wouldn't be long before the community would also be baffled by Brad's death. Especially Brad's mother, Trellis. Trellis? Trellis? I always say her name wrong on the second time. It's, an, it's a unique name. It is. But yeah. Um, that's her only son. Yeah. Like, I only have one son. You have a backup. I don't have one. Right. I'm joking. I, your kid is not a backup. but. <laughs> Sometimes when one of them's acted a fool, I'm like, well, at least you got another one. Yeah, I, um, same. Yeah, but, yeah. so yeah, like, it, I, I I would be, I don't know what, I I cannot lose Logan. No. Ever. Right. So I can't, and this kid, this guy sounded like just a wonderful human being. Right. So I can only imagine the heartache his poor mother must have been feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just the two of them. There was no mention of a father oh. in his obituary or anything. Interesting. So it's like, yeah, so it's like, this was... I wonder if he had passed away or, or maybe just, just wasn't a part of part his of life. life. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't a part of the life because he was he was gay too. Maybe. That could have been a possibility. Very well. Yeah, who knows? But he he obviously didn't raise him and he was not a father. So that was her world. So and that breaks my heart. Like there were in everything I listened to and everything I watched, they they don't emphasize on her. I saw the obituary and the comments from people that know her and know him and they just just, they, they, their hearts poured out to her. So you know there was a closeness there. Yeah. And I just hate it. Yeah. So friends of Brad said that losing him was life-changing. Many felt as though the wind was knocked out of them and that they never cried as hard as they did that day. Reading and listening to what people had to say about him made me wish that I could have known him. Brad was truly loved by so many, which is what made this murder so much harder to understand. Who on earth would want Brad dead? Investigators believe it could have been a burglary gone wrong. The upstairs was ransacked with drawers and cabinets open and stuff thrown everywhere. This theory made sense because Brad was an antique collector and he owned many items of value. His friends actually joked that he lived in a Cracker Barrel house, given how country and antique filled his home was. David brought up to investigators that a fence was recently installed and Brad had paid them in cash, so maybe they came back looking for more money. Yeah. 
you know what? When this happens, you got to go down every avenue. Well, right. You have to think about, you You kind of make a list of like, yeah, okay, of what's this? What what's you wouldn't this? normally think yeah. of something being an issue. Well, yeah. Just put it out there because right. you never know. Another theory, maybe this was a stage scene and this was a potential hate crime from someone he worked with. Well, and a lot of times that happens where <laughs> things are staged too to make it look like yep. it was a whole break-in because... I mean, we've covered a lot of cases where things were yep, staged before. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I said at the live show, I said, listen, if you're going to stage a scene, you need to actually just go through like a fucking crazy person and throw shit around like you're looking for something. Right. And take some things of value. Well, right. Because they'll notice. Right. It's easy to tell if things yeah. are taken or the, not, too. Burglary 101, folks. Right. Know what you're doing. <laughs> Another theory. Okay, I'm sorry. So they thought that, that maybe this was a co-worker of his that didn't like that he was gay. Yeah. And, um, you know, didn't like working with a gay man down in the mines. One co-worker told investigators that Brad didn't try to hide his sexuality or his personality. He would compliment a good-looking guy and leave his shirt unbuttoned at the top to make sure his gold chains were always noticed. Not to mention, in a mine or out on the town, he made sure he smelled good. He, pride, he had pride with himself. I love that. Yeah. So he didn't, he was just very sure of himself and he liked yeah. to be who he was. And I think that's great because yeah. I think too many people cower from who they are, who they are because somebody is trying to make them feel inferior. Well, and that was pretty bold for like the profession he was Absolutely. in too. Yeah. I love it. I think yeah. it's great. I think you should always be like, I look back in my twenties and I wish like, and there was someone in my life who's still in my life, but at the time, I let them kind of bully me into trying to be somebody else that I wasn't. And I look back on it, I'm like, I wish I would have just been the person I am now. I probably would have been happier a lot longer. Yeah. Like, it just makes me sad that people, you know, I mean, it's one thing to be different. We all have, and, and we look at things differently. Like, there's people that you and I look at and we're like, I don't know why you are the way that you are. But you don't need to be make them, you know, you don't have to be a dick to their face. No. Just talk about it later on when you get home. Or yeah. yeah. I'm 100% certain people after our live show probably went home. They're like, that Robin is fucking weird. I'm 100% certain of it. Well, and not probably even, my boss. No, no, no way, Jose. <laughs> no, no. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. And that's okay. And I, that's fine. Just don't be addicted. Well, right. Anything. I said you things about that on Instagram all the time, but I've known you forever too. And Absolutely. Like, and that's the thing. And that, like, you... Not everyone is for everyone. Nope. And that is okay. We're not meant to be for yep. everyone. Right. And that's just how yeah. it is. And that's why I think it's so great that Brad did not shy away. That's yeah. One of the things that makes this whole murder so much worse is that this was somebody that was very proud of who they were. Yeah. And their life. And they valued who they were. And, and that's he huge. probably, that probably meant a lot to maybe some people that he didn't even know, too. He exactly. probably was inspirational oh, to others. And I'm glad you brought that up because he 100% was. So yeah. one friend, and I did actually, I did not mention this at the live show, but one really close friend had a daughter and that daughter called him uncle as well. The, like he was so close with his friends that all yeah. their kids were like, that's yeah. our uncle Brad. And I love this, this girl, she's older now. She's, a, you know, an adult now. Yeah. When she was in high school. She came out to him. She's like, Uncle Brad, I'm a lesbian. And he was like, yup, let's good for you. Like, and he helped her navigate the hard days of that. Yeah. And it's like, whoever killed him took him away from someone who 
really needed him. Yeah. And has been getting her through the hardest time of her life because I I mean obviously I'm I'm straight. I, I I've never had to come out, but we have friends that have and we've heard stories of people that's really hard to do. Yeah. So she had an ally, a confidant and and, and her mom seems very supportive and everything too. But still it's not but the same as someone she, that's been through a situ- yeah. like been through that Especially before and had situations yeah. that they didn't feel comfortable and someone that they could yeah. talk to. Yeah. And if you could leave a she would leave a bad day of school like let's say someone was being a jerk to her, she had Brad. Yeah. Like this guy was so great. Yeah. It which is what makes it all so much harder. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that I had to do this case because I I listened I I actually heard about this months ago like last year. And it was on my to-do list. Um, but I kept getting angry while I was doing it. I'm like, we don't need me to be at that level. Yeah. So I'm down I'm down here now. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so investigators turned their attention to the men who worked in the mines to see if anyone hated Brad enough to kill him. However, even though friends and family stated that Brad's fellow co-workers were rough on him, upon investigation, it seemed that there was no one that had any ill feelings towards him, at least not enough to kill him. So with that leading to a dead end, investigators looked back at the ransacked scene. They continued to analyze it and soon realized that it was, in fact, a staged scene. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Items of value within arm's reach were untouched. Items such as phones, iPads, TVs, etc. Cabinets were open and the contents were set down on the floor. There were specific areas of mess when the rest of the room was in complete order. It seemed as though someone had a quick job to do and then left. Hmm. Okay. Police then switched gears from thinking this could have been a hate crime to maybe, just maybe, it was a love crime. Yep. A crime of passion, some might say. One detective said in an article I read, nine times out of ten, the person that killed you loved you at some point. Which is a frightening stat. Which is why I will stay single. There you go. Good luck to everyone that has someone that loves them. Right. But loved you at some point. Nobody, nobody, had nope. Yeah, never been oh, loved. Oh, I've never oh, been loved. Lies. I'm gonna keep telling myself that. Okay, so that I think I'm gonna live okay, forever. Okay, good. Investigators began to look into Brad's most recent love interest. They reached out to the Kinneys, which was his best friend and his wife that um, found them, to see. I um, found them. Found him. Excuse me. To see if they knew anything about Brad's love life. David said the last relationship Brad had cooled off a while ago, and he wasn't aware of anyone else he was seeing. Sherry chimed in and said, I believe his name was Scotty. But yeah, the relationship had ended a few weeks prior to the murder. So now officers have a lead in what may be a scorned lover. They use social media to track down Scotty, who was identified as 22-year-old Scott Ray Butler. Kind of young, too. Yep. Yeah. Because, yep, I believe at this time in 2017, I think he was in his 40s. Yeah. Yeah. So... Scotty's uh, father was a friend of Brad's at the coal mines. Uh-huh. So now you have a 22-year-old, in my eyes, a child. Well, I know right. he's, a, he's like, an adult, but like... Very young adult. That is still a child, in my eyes, because they cannot... They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, he needs at least another 20 years before he can make any adult decisions. Um, dating his dad's co-worker. Yeah. In the mines. Yeah. So to me, that's like... Oh, that his dad might not like that. No, I don't think the dad would no. like that at all. Exactly. Yeah. So um, they bring Scotty in for questioning and Scotty tells them that they were just hooking up and that it wasn't serious. 
And that was also confirmed by some of Brad's friends as well. They never thought this guy was going to be anything yeah. long di- long. Just kind of a fun thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what you do with a 22-year-old. You can't take him serious. That's just a fun, that's you know, just even, a fun thing. Remember Taylor's song? I'm 22. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. In that same interrogation, Scotty is informed that Brad is dead, and he becomes visibly upset upon hearing the news. Aw. Police say he didn't show any signs that he had prior knowledge of the murder, and he also had a tight alibi. Okay. You see, at the time of Brad's murder, Scotty was in jail on a probation violation on a prior burglary conviction. Okay. So here we are again. Another dead end. Uh, what about his dad, though? <sighs> Okay. That is until Brad's cousin sits down with investigators to tell them what she knows. So she tells police that Scotty was not Brad's only lover. The day of his murder, Brad was at a family brunch. It was at this brunch that he received a text message and he turned to his cousins and said, I have to go. This guy wants to take a nap. What if it was the dad? Oh my god, that would have been so much better. Oh my gosh. I mean, that would have been quite a Yeah. That but, would be quite a twist. Ooh, you know if I'm gonna put a novel together ever, I will use that. Okay, scenario. thanks. Okay. Good job. They all laugh because they knew he was insinuating sex. Yeah. So he leaves the brunch and is never seen alive again. No. I know. It takes a turn there. Yeah. Because brunch is the greatest. Love a brunch. Yep. So now investigators have a mystery date who was with Brad leading up to his murder. Ow. Sorry, guys. That was me. (laughs) When his cousin Skylar is asked if she knows who the mystery date was, she says that she only knows him as DJ and that they had been randomly hooking up for years. That's a very long time to be just hooking up with someone. Yep. That's not that's not the best. No, no. Don't do that. No, no, no. That, that's never going to lead anywhere, guys. No. 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 So when officers continue to ask friends about this DJ character, they say that Brad was absolutely in love with DJ and that Brad felt that DJ loved him as well. However, their relationship was a big secret and no one knew who DJ was. Well, almost no one. The day that Brad left his family brunch, his cousin Skylar started to do a little detective work herself. After searching through social media and putting two and two together, she be- she came to find out exactly why DJ wanted to keep his relationship a secret. It's because he was married. Oh, yeah. You 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 don't want to, yeah. He was married to a woman. Oh, that's another twist. And this woman had a daughter. Okay. Okay. And this daughter was the stepdaughter uh, of David fucking Kinney. Do you remember who David Kinney is? Yep. The best friend that found Brad dead. DJ. DJ is, and Brad Kinney. I'm sorry. And DJ and David Kinney are the same person. Oh, man. Which the nickname came because he's David Kinney Jr. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is quite the turn. I know. Yeah, that is quite the turn. Quick water. Take a little break, everyone, and mm. let that sink in. Mm. So the best friend is the secret lover. And for the record, Molly and I are not secret lovers. Oh, God, no. No, I just want, I want everyone to know that. Um, if no. 
Thanks for clarifying that. Because we spend a lot of time together. <laughs> well, we I'm do. Like, I'm like researching this case. And I'm like, do people think that Molly and I are secret lovers? God, We no. are not. No. Just because I can't get a boyfriend doesn't mean I'm going to jump in with Molly. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I love you. No. but Love you too. But. But in. I like a dude, please. Yeah. I'm not in that way. Good. So. But no. So the the best friend is the secret lover. The secret lover. Okay. 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 So in police footage and statements, David is completely distraught after finding his best friend dead. He was providing police with all the information he could and even asked the detective to find out who did this to his best friend. What a... Mm-hmm. Okay. But through all that, he failed to mention that he was Brad's secret lover. So with this new information, investigators call him in for an interview and ask him to bring his cell phone as well. He voluntarily sits down with them and hands over his phone. Just gives just, just gives it to just, him. It, last week we talked about dumb criminals. Yeah. Here's one. Yep. Okay. One officer takes the phone to the lab to analyze, and another begins questioning David on the events that day. David immediately starts to cry as he cl- is clearly upset with losing his best friend. The officer... So I will say this. I watched that interrogation over and over again. I do believe that he is sad and distraught. But I don't. I do believe that. Yeah. I I will say that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's someone that he's known for years Mm -hmm. and years, right? Uh, Yeah. Okay. And it was his best friend. So I will say this. Okay. That I do believe, but I also think a part of that distraughtness is for what really happened. So I'm going to get into right now. Okay. So the officer with the phone is able to quickly find deleted messages and pictures that clearly show the two are way more than friends. They waste no time confronting him about these messages, and David comes clean about being in a sexual relationship with Brad. However, he tells the detectives that he hadn't hooked up with him in weeks. On the day of the murder, David tells police that he had lunch with his wife, drove around town looking at some trailers for his truck, and then was back home around 3 p.m., which was interesting to them because 3 p.m. was the time of Brad's death. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also interesting to them was that the GPS from his phone shows that he was at Brad's house at 3 p.m. Weird. Mm-hmm. And they found all this out while he was still in that interrogation room. Yeah. So this was some quick police work. Yeah. Well, when they have that phone, I mean, I think that they can figure things out pretty quickly. Yep. Yep. But rest assured, he's going to change his story. Yeah. He claims that he was actually at Brad's about 3 p.m., but Brad wasn't there. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. He hung around for a bit and then left. He claimed that Brad must have still been at his family brunch, but you know what? He wasn't. Right, because people said he wasn't. Right. Right. Brad was dead. Right. In the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So law enforcement was not buying his crazy story. And luckily, thanks to that police chief's camera, they didn't have to. The camera showed David heading to Brad's house just before 2 p.m. on the day of the murder. He was driving his wife's car. Okay. okay? Then at about 2.47 p.m. on that same camera, they see Brad driving down the road to his house. So we have David at the house, Brad driving to the house. Okay. 
15 minutes after Brad is seen driving to his house, around 3.03 p.m., David is seen driving away from the house. Okay. Um, and he's in his wife's car. So that's okay. important. Okay. Now, with this evidence, there is no way for David to, not, to deny that he killed his friend. But he sure as shit is going to try. Obviously. Now, David claims that he was, in fact, there when Brad got home from his family brunch. So now we're on story number three. Right. Okay. Because he's got to change it up now that there's more. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's story number three. There's so many he gave. Um, however, when he came home, there was another guy with him in the front seat of the car. David didn't know who he was or what his name was, but he was a dirty dude and he was in the front seat when well, Brad pulled up to the house. Wouldn't they been able to see that in the camera too? So I saw the camera footage and no. Okay. But it also could be because there was no one there. Well, right. So, yeah. Okay. Um, he said they went into the garage and then he heard a gunshot. Terrified for his life, David got the hell out of there. Police took this what the third or fourth version of whatever happened and they nipped that in the butt real damn quick because they were able to investigate brad's car while at the house yeah and in the front seat was a ton of stuff from a wedding that he was in the day before on saturday and it was all sitting on the front seat oh so there is no way someone was riding right in the front seat. L- like unless the guy got out like put everything back in the front seat for some strange yeah. reason like Didn't that would happen. be very did yeah. happen so, uh, yeah, David's a liar, Within, liar, Within, like, the few minutes liar. that, mm-hmm. like, yeah, no. So, right away, they're like, nah. They show him a picture of the front seat. They're like, this is this is where he was sitting on all this stuff. So, it's now that David's demeanor changes. He's no longer hysterically crying while trying to lie through his tears. He sits back in his chair, and in a calm voice, he says, Brad's been trying to get me to leave my wife for a while. He continues to tell police that he went there to meet with Brad, not for sex, but to end the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> still little, still recovering. So he's trying to, like, end the relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's going there. Mm. So this is now story number four because number he's getting four. caught again. Okay. Yep. Um, Brad didn't handle the breakup well and smacked him around a couple times, allegedly. Mm, I don't know about I that. I don't know about that either. How, I mean, how I don't believe anything this guy well, says, right. honestly. Yeah. Um, he said he repeatedly told him that he was done and that he wasn't doing this anymore. He said that's when Brad pulled out a pistol and started pointing it at him and waving it at him. Sure. He just had one. Just had it on him, ready to go. Ready. To- I mean, and remember, Brad thought he was coming home to get, to take a nap. Right. And that's air quotes, folks. So, but he's just hanging on to a gun. And, right. and Brad did have a gun. They did say that Brad had a gun. Okay. But they didn't... That Him going from the wedding to this family brunch... Yeah. ...home, why would he ever have that gun on him? Right. Makes zero sense. Right. Whereas somebody who has been sitting in his house... Waiting. Waiting for him. Right. Okay. All right. So, um... So he pulls the pistol away and starts waving it at him. And that's when Brad um, got, or David grabbed the gun from him, pushed Brad away from him, and then shot him point blank in the head. So he took the gun away, turned it around, and then shot him point blank in the head. So let's 
let's create that scene in our heads real quick. They're face to face. Yeah. He grabs the gun, takes it away from him, and then shoots his friend point blank in the f- in the face, like uh, the head. Yeah. And he's saying like at the top front of his head. Okay. Right. Okay. He says he's de- he did it in self defense. But if he already had taken the gun away, why uh-huh. would he have to do exactly. that? So he was arrested for the murder, and they figure they'll let a jury decide if it was murder or self-defense. I'll tell you right now the reason the cops immediately were like, fuck you, that did not happen. He was shot in the back of the head. Okay. And there was two shots. Okay. The other one, they did question him on it, and he said it was just an accident, just w- went off. And it was like on a weird part of the body or whatever. So it very well could have been the case. But he was shot in the back of the head. Yeah. Completely defenseless. Right. If he if it was self-defense, he wouldn't have had his back to him. Right. So again, we're getting closer to what happened, but he's still lying. Right. He's saying it's self-defense and, and it's it was not self-defense. So infuriating. Yeah. Because Brad is clearly a wonderful human being. Yeah. And even if they if they were arguing even if or something. Arguing, did not deserve right. what happened to him. Right. It just, and they very clearly could have been arguing about their relationship. 100%. Sure. 100%. But still does not justify right. it. And no. the fact that you continue to lie yeah. about what you did, you can't even fucking be a man and yeah. own up to the fact that you cold-blooded murdered your Well, best obviously, friend. he didn't want this relationship to get out. And I get that. Yeah. Oh, that. I mean, that's that's but exactly why this happened. People, you've got to think through what you're going to do from yeah. short-term to long-term. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's why he did this. He didn't want the relationship what? to get out. Well, guess what? It did. Oh, yeah. I mean, it got out worse. Worse. Because now you've lost now everything. Now it's worse. Now you've lost everything. Rather than just admitting to it and being like, listen. Yeah. This is what's going on. Yeah. He could have easily. And so, and we'll talk about this a little bit more. But since we're kind of already there, the, the big thing is, is what friends and family and investigators believe is that Brad gave him an ultimatum. You either leave your wife or I'm telling her. Like, because they've been doing this for years. He's like, or I'm telling her. Either you tell her or I'm telling her. Somebody's telling her, you need to leave your wife. Okay? Which sucks in every way, shape, or form. Because obviously he's close with Sherry as well. But if he's in love with him and they're doing this for years... Yeah, I, I'm with Brad on that I one. I mean, it gets to a point where it's like, we got to figure Rip this out. Rip off the Band-Aid, buddy. Yeah. You, are, you are in love with your best friend. You guys obviously have a good relationship. Yeah, it's going to suck. Your wife's going to hate you. Your kids are going to be like, what? But guess what? That will heal quicker than you murdering someone. Yeah. Just saying. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Excuse me. Someday I'll stop coughing. So the murder of Brad McGarry was officially solved. However, this case was about to get much worse for one person in particular, Sherry Kinney. So that's David's wife. So let me break down what this poor woman faced after all this came to light. So David asks the police officers if he can tell Sherry everything that happened and so that she can hear it from him. Yeah. And the police officers were, this was in an interrogation room. It's recorded. So you can watch Sherry learn from her husband david about this entire situation and it sucks yeah the i my heart just breaks for this woman uh, that would so be, let me break it down what you're, yeah. what you're hearing so we know that david killed brad and then knowing he was dead he went home got his wife and his stepdaughter and brought them to the home to find 
Brad's dead body. Yeah. He willingly did that. Didn't need to do that. Brought his own stepdaughter into it and his poor wife. He could have just been the one to discover him. Exactly. Or just not even go over there and wait for somebody else to discover it. Whatever. But no, he purposely went and got his wife and his daughter. Yep. Disgusting. Yep. So Sherry not only loses someone she loves dearly, but now she has to live with the fact that she saw him dead as well as her poor daughter saw him dead. Yeah. Oh, yep. All of it could have been avoided. Yep. So then Sherry sits in interrogation room and listens to her husband break the news that he has been in a romantic relationship with Brad for years while they were having their children together. Yeah. He's got two kids with her outside of the stepdaughter as well. He was having an affair with Brad, Uncle Brad, to their children. Ugh. Let that sink in. That is crazy to me. Yeah. That is some soap opera shit. Yeah. So she's hearing this all for the first time. So then she listens to her husband tell her that he's the one that killed Brad and that he had to because Brad wanted him to leave her. So then she's like, wait, what? So you killed him, came and got me and my daughter so that we could find him. And all this was because you were having an affair for years with him. Right. Like the mind blowing. Right. That's insane to me. Yeah. I don't even know. And like, and her reaction is everything I think how I would have reacted. She was just distraught and like, and and then towards the end of the interrogation, she's like, how many, when was the last time? When, how many, when was the last time? She got mad. She got mad. Oh yeah. Oh, now she's pissed. And the sad part is, I'm sure she probably got real mad at Brad. Yeah. Honestly, how don't how how do you not get mad? At I the, mean, I get it. That sucks. So then you have this horrible like I just lost one of my best friends in the whole world. Well, so like, how could husband, he do that too? But to how me. could he do that to me too? That poor woman. I yeah. my that woman. I think I and I'm sorry that Brad lost his life and everything and everyone that was a part of that. But I think she took a big chunk of this harder than like this was harder on her. Yeah. Than I think a lot of people. Yeah. So I my heart goes out to that woman. But yeah. So, yeah, so she learns that day that her husband was living a double life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's awful. Yeah. Um, anyway, so David ended up pleading not guilty to premeditated, aggravated murder. Friends of Brad said that the idea that David acted in self-defense was complete bullshit. They believe Brad gave him an ultimatum, which is what we discussed. Yeah. And that if David didn't tell his wife that he would. And David's mind thought or thought process was, well, I can't risk losing my family and everyone finding out that I've been hooking up with my best friend. So he planned to kill Brad to keep his secret from coming out. And there's that saying, two can't keep a secret if one of them is dead. Mm-hmm. And, well, that didn't seem to work out for David because now everyone knows his dirty little secret. Right. Um, the trial was quick because this was an open and shut case. This I mean, was, he, like, did he, yeah. did, he did it. He did. He did it. And the jury can hear his claims of self-defense, sure. The jury took four hours to come back to the conclusion that David Kenny was guilty in the murder of his best friend, Brad McGarry. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole. And at his sentencing, he gave a monotone apology that fell on deaf ears as no one wanted to hear his bullshit. Yeah, they're like, yeah, okay. And remember last week when we talked about your case where the guy got like 45 to 65 years or 50 yeah. years, I think it was. He ended up getting 50. 50 years yep. for de- 
mur- shooting his wife in the head. Yep. Cutting her head off and yep. hanging her body from a bridge. Yep. That's it. My guy also shot someone in the head. Yep. And he got life in prison without the, the possibility of And parole. he didn't even cut off her head or hang her Indiana. body in a bridge. Learn from Ohio. Yep. Midwest, it's all in the Midwest. I understand. Yeah, but we need to. Know. We need to be having some conversations. They need so, to talk. Now that's a punishment. The states only, need to have a combo. The only thing that bothers me is I wish the guy could have. I wish he couldn't have gotten the death penalty. I don't yeah. know how. I think Ohio has the death penalty. I could be wrong, but I wish he would have gotten the death penalty because I'll tell you what, he's probably enjoying prison. He's probably getting what he wants in prison. The sick motherfucker. Yeah, and. And I've said this before. I don't know if I've actually said it on the air, but I've said this before. I now have a problem with life in prison. Actually, I think I've always been clear about having a problem with life in prison because we, the taxpayers, are paying for, like, the people that are friends with David Kinney, or I'm sorry, people that are friends with Brad McGarry, Brad McGarry's mom, anybody that lives in Ohio, your taxes are going to keep him alive. His food, his anything, like him living in the prison, the tax dollars are paying it. So you're paying, your taxes are going to keeping the man who killed your best friend alive. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I don't like it. I know. I'm telling you, I should run the world. I have better ideas. But at least he can't get out. Right, he, he can't get out. He, he doesn't deserve to get out. No, he, you know. So I did read that Sherry did divorce David, obviously. Yep. And she moved on with her life. Um, Her, uh, her and her children, um, which David apparently has no communication with whatsoever um all moved on she found love with someone else and she's just focused on raising her children good yeah brad's friends and family still miss him dearly and truly believe that the world lost an angel the day brad was killed which i also agree with uh brad was laid to rest at friendship cemetery in Louisville, ohio which i think is the perfect place for him to rest because he was such a good friend yeah that's sweet so um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about the house that he was killed in. So Brad owned this house. He okay. bought it in 2016. Um, it is a 1956 build, um, a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, and it was built in 1956 originally, and it's kind of an interesting build. It's where the garage and the basement are kind of one. So it's like the okay. garage is, like, you can walk around the house, and you can enter through the garage, and then right through the basement. Okay, weird. Jared's house. Jared's house after um, him and Kimberly bought their first house together. Very, it was like that a lot. Okay, was, you walk through the garage and the basement are connected. Okay. So, and I sold it. Okay. Yep. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So he bought it in 2016 for 111 thousand dollars. Now this is where it gets crazy. So he was killed in 2017. Right. So a year later. The house ended up going on the market for sale in 2019. Okay. For $53,000. So like roughly Almost half half of what he bought it for. And I tell you what, it had to have been for because of this murder. Because in 2017, so the year he was murdered, it was fully remodeled. So the family must have gone in and been like, we are going to just... We're going to fix, make yeah. it like it never happened. Right. I'm not saying they're trying to wipe out his memory No, but by just trying means, to like. But like, let's get the bat out. Get the bat right. out of the house. So in 2017, they fully remodeled it. But in 2019, it sells for half of so what. So they, it, it sat for two years before they even put yeah, it on the market. Yeah, that or they took a year or yeah. to like update it to or update whatever. It. Okay. And then it hit the market. Because it hit the market in February 2019. Okay, so early. So early. So they probably took the time. 
And I'm guessing with the fact that it was in Brad's name and in order for the estate and everything. There was probably some, There yeah. was a lot of paperwork that I had to go through to get it into the hands yeah. of his family members, for sure. So, yeah, in February 2019, it sold for $53,900. Um, now, it is very possible. So, this is where it gets interesting. So, that sold in February. Then, in August, it sold for $124,900. Huh. I'm not sure what happened there because the listing says it was updated in 2017. So, it looks like there was more remodeling done in 2019, but that's like appliances and new lighting. Nothing that really stood out compared to what it was right not like a new like yeah. kitchen or bathroom or nope, like it just says um it just says like yeah electrical um everything else was done in 2018 the roof was um at, under 10 years uh, yeah everything else was done in 2017 so only mild remodeling was done in 2019 and months later it sells for almost double what it was bought for huh don't know what happened there but it's still very low 124.9 for that time of year so um and that ended up closing um, in early January 2020. So it was on the market for a little while. But Yeah. Um, and then uh, that was the last sale was when it closed in January of 2020. Huh. So whoever bought it then is looks like to be still be in that house. But yeah, that's the um, very sad and unnecessary murder of Brad McGarry. Yeah. Very so, sad. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. There is a really good dateline. On that i would it's called um deadly secret i think okay um check it out it's very well written and it's you will fall in love with this brad guy yeah because his friends and his family just how adored they, him yeah how they talk about him and everything. oh yeah. and it just breaks my heart i was the first time i ever heard it i was listening to it at work and i was crying oh yeah so i i highly re- recommend it there's other podcasts you want to cry I want to cry because I th- I just hate that he lost his life. Yeah. I mean, we get a lot of those where it's like people didn't yeah. deserve what they got. But I don't know. I just, I guess maybe I feel a lot with him because like I'm a very outgoing person. I try not to be anybody that I'm not. I always try to be there for everybody if I can, you know. So I don't want to die. Yeah. So Right. I just, I just don't, I just think it wasn't fair. He no. was in love and he... Yeah, I don't, I don't think he did anything wrong. I don't think he deserved to die, and it makes me angry. Yeah, so that's my thoughts on it. But so my heart goes out to Brad's friends and family, and you know I, he's touched my life too, and I've never even met him. So yeah, the story is very sad. But yeah, um, that's all I've got. Any yeah, anything you want to say? No, nope. other than if you're thinking about the cruise. Yeah, make sure you guys get signed up for the cruise. Yep, that's about it. And yeah, that's and all. Maybe- Next week, I won't cough anymore. We'll see. That'll be the big mystery. We'll see. Yeah, right? Yeah. Otherwise, we'll go all of... And maybe I'll be coughing. One of us should be coughing at all times. One time. of us should be at all times. Yep. Good. Yep. Oh, my God. I forgot the biggest news of all. What? It's Bon Jovi's birthday this week. He turned 62 on Saturday. Oh, my yeah. gosh. March 2nd. Well, happy birthday, man. John. Man. And Bon Jovi. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. The big 62. Congratulations. You did it. Still beautiful. <laughs> you did, you did it. it. Yeah. You got it there. You did it. So be sure to, it's, yeah, it's this Saturday. So you guys get out and partay. Go get your cake. Go get your cake. Oh God. Oh. Go get your cake. Go and celebrate my, my husband. Yep. Do that. Okay. Okay. The, Robin's husband, her only husband that the she'll ever have so she doesn't get murdered. Yeah, because he won't murder me. He loves me. Yeah. He just doesn't know it yet. Exactly. I'm Perfect. not crazy. 
See? No. <laughs> totally same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys have a great week and we love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.